Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. I apologize for the delay and I appreciate everyone's patience. Every, every second while I was on the 84 felt like an eternity. I hope it wasn't as painful for you. It's hours until the Yom Adin. And who's not searching in their minds trying to find one last Midah, one last accomplishment one last zuchus that could be mata klape chesed labris tabeit v'altefen layetzer that Hakadosh Baruch Hu will look at us kindly. And there's a Gemara that talks about something that could be an enormous zuchus in a time of din. And I had thought of speaking about this weeks and weeks ago. It was on my mind over the summer that it was something to talk about. And you all know that I'm coming now straight from a base level, and it happened to be, the Rabbi Nishalim feared the veld, that this was a, a midah that my Sheryl of Ashalom excelled in. And many of you knew him, you'll, you'll recognize it as soon as I talk about it. The Gemara says in the end of Shabbos, towards the end of Shabbos, Kol Adonis Anyone who's done his friend, Lekaf so if somebody wants to be Zaycha Bedin, someone who, who judges his friend favorably, he will be judged favorably. The MS is that if you think about that Maimur Chazal, the beginning of it, and the end of it, both of them, both sides of it, Need a little bit of a hezber. Let's start with the end. Done in min ashamayim lekafzchus. So min ashamayim, they're going to be dan lekafzchus. What does it mean to be dan lekafzchus? Dan lekafzchus means that somebody does something, and I don't know if it's a, if it's a was a mitzvah or an avera. I don't know is it the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. So I'm dan lekafzchus. I say, oh, must have been the right thing to do. Or I meet a person, I don't know, are they a tzaddik or a rasha? I don't know. If you don't know, I'm done, l'kav z'chus. If Rabbi doesn't know if someone's a tzaddik or a rasha, he needs to be done, l'kav z'chus. And when someone does an action, Hashem's not sure how to judge the action. He has to be done, l'kav Hashem has to be done, l'kav z'chus. Hashem might be chayshu v'kshayrim. What does it mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is done, l'kav z'chus? Well, the words don't make sense. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Yehideya HaKol. He's done. He's Shafet. <coughs> As a matter of fact, what does it mean that we should be done L'Kaf Zchus? The Mishnah says in Avos, Have a done as kol ha'adam L'Kaf Zchus. The first parak in Avos. You should judge everyone favorably. Why? If I was writing the Mishnah, I would write, Don't judge people. Don't judge. You don't know what's going on. How often do we say that? 
You don't know what's going on by somebody else. Don't judge people. But to judge what's the emes? Either the person is Zakai or he's Chayev. By on what basis am I judging Lakafsos? It's not an emes. We're just such sweet guys that we just like someone did something, just I'll just assume it was Lakafskos. That's it's not emes. It's, it's it's a bluff. It's not real. What what's there's nothing real about that. Say, don't judge someone. As a matter of fact, there's actually a Mishnah. In the second parakin of us, it says, Al Don't judge your friend, Rabbi say, isn't there a contradiction between these two Mishnahs? One Mishnah says, Have they done? You should judge your friend. So that means I should look at my friend. Have they done? as kol Adam. I should think about him. I should make a judgment on him, and my judgment should be lakafzchus. Then the second paragraph says, "Don't judge until you're exactly in that person's shoes." Which who could say they're ever in somebody's shoes? Who could say they're ever magialim kaimai that you could ever be in somebody else's shoes with that person's chenuch and that person's background and that person's nisyonus and that person's personality and all of that and that person's mishpacha? Who could say that they're ever in someone else's place? It says, "Don't judge." So do we judge or don't we judge? <coughs> it's a shocking thing. The Mishnah says, have they done? You should judge. I think the culture that we live in says, don't judge. And the Kayin Gadol went into the Kaidish HaKadoshim. And a number of times over the last few years I stopped the davening before the Avaida to say that in the days of the Beis HaMikdash Kal Yisrael sent the Kayin Gadol into the Kaidish HaKadoshim. But for us in a few hours we don't have a Kayin Gadol to send into the Kaidish HaKadoshim. We're going to go into the Kaidish HaKadoshim. Through our tefillah we're going to enter the Kaidish HaKadoshim. And when the Kayin Gadol went into the Kaidish HaKadoshim the Gemara tells us that he brought in Ketairas. <coughs> the Ketairas, the Gemara tells us, whispered. It was the Dover Shebelachash. It was Malachesh. The spices of the Ketairas whispered. And the Gemara says that the Kain Gadol asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be Meichel, our Averis of whispering. What's our Averis of whispering? It's the Aveira of Lashon Hara. Mind-boggling. There are so many things for the Kayin Gadol to daven for. Of the entire year, this is the moment of the year. The terrifying, electrifying moment of the year. The, a, a human being is standing in front of the Oren Kaidish. There's a cloud of Ketairas. Many Kayin Gadolim had to be pulled out. They died from being in there. It was a moment of incredible, incredible kervas alikim, incredible ava and incredible year. And on that moment, the Kayin has a few words to say. Of all things, Lashon Hara. Why is that the important thing? Why does that define Yom Kippur? <coughs> the Yusayid 
is something that if we could live with that Yisoy, not only would we be Zaycha Bedin, not only would the Rabbani Shalom be so happy with us, have such a Nachas Ruach from us, but we would live so much happier lives. And the Yisoyed is that every single Yid is carrying within him a chelak eloikam imal, a piece of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Vayipach ba'ap of nishmas chayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu blew, man de nafach mitaychei nafach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu blew from himself, kaviyachu, into a person. And all of us are carrying, it's hard to even say the words, all of us are carrying a piece of HaKadosh Baruch Hu within us. That's a very, very powerful pneumius that we have. It defines us, it directs us, it moves us, it motivates everything that we do. We have at our core massive, massive, massive Kedusha, more than we could even imagine. In us, not Reb Chaim Kanievsky, not Reb Yashir, in us, there's a massive, massive Kedusha. You know, Lashon Hara is true. Everybody, right, we teach the kids, Lashon Hara is when it's true, and it's not true, it's Maiti Shemra. Lashon Hara is when it's true. I could say something that's true. <coughs> so I could say, you know, Rabbi Yisrael Solomon, I want to tell you about him. He goes shopping. Is it true? Is it true? It's true. Is that the man? It has nothing to do with him. It's a completely, completely irrelevant thing. It's true, but it's not the truth. There's a huge difference between something that's true and something that's the truth. It might be true, it might be a true fact, but that's not the man. That's not a description. That's not a, a, the teichen of, of, of who he is. That's not how you, how you would describe him if you had to describe him. It's true, but it's not the truth. On Yom Kippur night, <coughs> by Kol Nidre, we tell a lie. Did you know that? We say, with our kittles on and our talesim, we say, And then we say with such kavana, with our eyes closed, The whole nation is a shaygeg. Really now. The whole Klal Yisrael is a shaygeg. We start off Yom Kippur with a shaykeg. The whole Klal Yisrael is a shaygeg, really? What's the pshat? The pshat is that our Averis don't define us. They are not who we are. They're outside distractions. They're our lack of chinuch. They're our nesyonis. They're our yetsaharis. They're the external. They're not our chelak elikamimal. They're not who we really are. They're true, but they're not the truth. They don't define us. The Kayin Gadol goes into the base, to the Kaidish HaKadoshim, and he says, Rabbeinu Shalolam, Klal Yisrael sinned. Klal Yisrael was chaytay. <coughs> Please don't look at the others. Thanks so much. 
Please don't look at the Averis. Please don't look at the Chatayim. Please don't look at the Mechshelim. Please don't look at the Yezus. That's not who they really are. So what does the Rabbani Shleilam say? Okay, I'm willing to buy that. How do they look at other people? Does that Yid look at someone else who does something wrong? Does that Yid do some, look at someone else who ba'avels him? Does that Yid look at someone else who has a midarah and say that's not really him, he really is a good person? If he spoke Lashon Hara, then, then he's not doing that. If someone spoke Lashon Hara, they're speaking about someone in a way that's, according to you, unimportant. So Rabbi Nishloylam, first and foremost... Be Michael the Aveira of Lashon Hara. Be Michael Klal Yisrael for not seeing the truth. It was true, but it just wasn't the truth. Be Michael Klal Yisrael for looking at their fellow Yidin and seeing distractions and not seeing the beauty of every Yid is so, so, so beautiful. Be Michael Klal Yisrael for not seeing that. And now, please look at us and see how beautiful we are. That's why the one moment the Kayin Gadol has Lefnai Vilafnim, that one second that he has is please be Michael Asfalash and Hara. Now we can ask the Rabbanish and look at who we really are. Kilachal Ha'am Bishkaga was all a Shaygeg. Ritzaineinu Lasais as Ritzaincha as the Gemara said. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we really wanted to serve you. When we didn't serve you, our Yetzirah was taking advantage of us. It's not who we are. We're a shayge, we were schlepped, oh, Yetzirah, and banged us over the head, and abused us, and distracted us, and made us forget, and made us lose focus, and we're stuck here in Olam Hazad, it's so, so difficult. So we got distracted, but it was really a shayge. In order to say that, we have to not look at other people that way. It's true. Don't judge your friend until you reach his place. And you'll never be able to, you'll never reach his place. So don't judge your friend. That Mishnah is talking about a Misa. <coughs> I heard that somebody did something. I saw that somebody reacted a certain way. Don't judge him. You don't know what's going on by other, but boy do we know that. You don't know what's going on by other people. Don't judge him. You don't know. You don't know how big his Nisayan was. You don't know how difficult it is. You don't know about his background. You don't know what's going on at home. You don't know how he's feeling. You don't know. But by Hevedonis Eskol Adam, it doesn't say to be Dan, your friend. It says Hevedon Eskol Adam. That's not judging an action that somebody did. That is, who is this person? Kol ha'adam, the whole man. Who is this person? You know who this person is? This person is someone who's carrying a chaylak alaykami mal. Have they done as kol ha'adam lekavzchos? You know that he wants to serve Hashem. You know that he wants to do the right thing. You know that kilachol ha'am bishkaga because he's carrying that unbelievable, majestic neshama in him. So you know that at some core being inside of him, he only wants to do the right thing. If he ba'avled you, if he hurt you, you know that on some level he didn't want to do that. 
if he didn't serve Hashem properly, you know on some level within him, that's not who he was. So when we judge the whole person, who is this person? As kol ha'adam, the entirety of the person. L'kaf z'chus. There's a midah. That we need to get there. There's a midah that we need in order to be the type of person that's done as chaveri l'kaf z'chus. Because we're all so different. And we look at things differently, and we feel differently about things, and we react to things differently, and we're so different that we can't fathom how our friend, or spouse, or child, or parent, or in-laws, or cousins, we can't fathom how they react to something. We're so different. And if we want to have the midah to be able to be done as chaveri l'kav z'chus, to be able to be done as kol ha'adam l'kav z'chus, to be able to say he's a good person, to see the beauty, if we want to be able to do that, we need a midah that's called ayin taiv. The midah of ayin taiv, to be able to look with the taiv ayin. Shleim HaMelech said, taiv ayin hu yevairach. To be able to look at someone and just see the goodness. I have a cousin who lives in Lakewood. <coughs> His name is Yitzi Gutman. And he told me that he was, in, he was in Manhattan a few weeks ago. I think right before Rosh Hashanah. And he dabbles in real estate. Whatever that means. And... He met this fellow in in Manhattan who also was in real estate, who's in real estate. And the fellow is a modern Orthodox guy, and he met him in uh, jeans and a plaid shirt walking down the streets of Manhattan. And my cousin is a very yeshivish guy, I heard the story in half Yiddish. And he's, uh, and he's, uh, he lives in Lakewood. And he meets on the streets of Manhattan, he meets this guy, this modern guy. So he tells the guy, new, what a two, I, I, I can't tell you from personal experience, but I imagine two people in real estate meet each other, new, did you buy anything recently? So the guy said, no. He said, no? Why not? He said, what do you mean, why not? It's Shemitah. I will probably educate you a little bit. It's Shemitah, it's Shemitah in Eretz Yisrael. It's not Shemitah in America. You're still allowed to buy, you're allowed to buy property. I said, you know what Shemitah is? HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us Shemitah. This is this guy sitting there in jeans talking to my cousin with his long beard. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us Shemitah to learn Torah. What do you think he gave us Shemitah for? So what if I'm not in Eretz Yisrael? I made a commitment in the beginning of the year. I will maintain all the properties I have. I'm not buying a single new property this year. I'm going to learn three, two, three days a week. And that's what I did the whole year. It's Shemitah. I, I should, I'm at Shemitah. My cousin told me that he was shattered. He went into Rosh Hashanah thinking to himself, I went through an entire year of Shemitah. 
Not once did it occur to me that it's any more Nagaya than giving money to carry Nashriyas. The whole year, and my father, who's much lower than me, of course, he's thinking about what Shemitah really is. What a, what a Yid, what a beautiful, beautiful Yid. What an astonishingly beautiful Yid. And he's giving up Parnassah because the, it's Shemitah. He said it like such a Pashto. It's like, you didn't have that Cheshvan? It's Shemitah. So when we walk by that guy and we see him and we don't know the Shemitah story, but what's our first reaction to seeing someone a little bit different than us? <coughs> Less than us, more than us, different than us. What's our first reaction? We're keeping score, we're being done. We're crazy. Every yid is a stunningly beautiful yid. You'll excuse me if I have Avelis on my mind. But you've all been to Leviah's. And you know that they never tell a story about a person's bad meters by a Leviah. I hope so. And you walk into a base of of any Pasha the Yid. And you will hear story after story after story about their godless. So that means they'll walk into any base of and unfortunately there are too many of them, and sit down, go into an anonymous, you didn't know anything, some guy, some Malabas. Walk into the house and listen to the people who come in and talk about him. You'll hear, you, you, you think that you buy Rabbi Shalimah's base of you know, they took unbelievable godless of every person. So, what is this, some kind of game we play? The cynical Achrimais Kedoshim Emma, it's some kind of game? It's this lie that we start as soon as a person passes away, we, the lies begin? Is that the truth? The people are sitting there, they just lost their relative, they're telling lies? You know what the MS is? That when someone's not here anymore, all the Narishkeit goes out the window. I'll never forget. I've said this story before, and I'm very embarrassed about it. And I keep telling this story that I'm very embarrassed about, because I think it brings out the point so well. So if somebody learns something from this story, it's worth it. When my wife's sister got married to Rabbi Menachem's brother about 15 years ago, I went to the, I was on the Kala side, I went to the Chasana, and obviously when you're on the Kala side, you have to spend a couple of hours, you know, you have to be kind of Shvisa in the hall before, before the Chasana starts. The pictures and everything, I, I didn't have a gown, so I didn't have that crisis, you know, so I was just sitting there for hours. So I was very well prepared. I had a sugya that I was in the middle of. I brought a Gemara along. And I walked in. I put my Gemara down on the table. <coughs> the table, chair, on the side somewhere. I went to take care of one of my kids for a minute. And my wife's grandfather, Oliver Shalom, was an old European yid. He was a little kid in Kletsk. He grew up in Kletsk. Like his father was a balabas in Kletsk. So he like grew up like... You know like the kids that are running around while we're trying to learn, like those little kids? Not that we allow that in the shul, but you know, in theory. That was him. He used to run around the bench like Revaran used to have to try to get him out of the base medrash. You know, he was like the little Hevraman kid in Kletsk. And he survived Siberia. 
and he was coming to his Enikul's Kasana. And he walks in, and he sees a table, a chair, and a Gemara. So what do you think he did? He didn't ask any questions. He sat down, he opened the Gemara, and he proceeded to learn until the Chuppah, until the Badekin. I was, I, this is the embarrassing part, I was livid. I was so angry. I prepared a Gemara to learn. I was bored out of my mind. I didn't really want to be, I, I was very happy for the Simcha. I didn't want to be there for that part of the Chasana. And I was walking up and down, smoke coming out of my very childish ears, thinking to myself, what is he thinking? Does he think the Gemara was just appeared there? Is he thinking maybe it is someone's Gemara? What is he thinking? Of course, I couldn't walk over and say, excuse me, Zaidi, that's my Gemara. So I just paced back and forth frustrated. Anyway, a few years later, another one of my wife's siblings got engaged. And I went to the Chasana, also with the Gemara. I put down the Gemara. But by then, Zaidi was nifter already. And I sat by the Chasana thinking to myself, what I wouldn't give to have Zaidi steal my Gemara. And what a godless it was. An Alter Yid, a survivor, sat down by a Simcha, just saw a Gemara, and sat down and learned his head off, oblivious to the world, until the Badekin. What a godless. That's what I didn't see the first time. Because I wasn't looking with a Taiv Ayin. I was looking selfishly. It was not with a Taiv Ayin. A person with a Taiv Ayin looks and says, look, look at this Maraneder. As much Torah as I might learn from that Gemara, how much could I learn watching that person learn from that Gemara? What could I learn from that? And one more Misa. And I heard this Misa last night. A Mashgiach of a Yeshiva went to a Chasana. <coughs> he was sitting by the Chuppah. There were two older Russia yeshiva sitting in front of him. The chassan was walked down. Everyone stands up. <coughs> so a conversation starts between the two Russia yeshiva. One says, what kind of Americanish minig is this? Everyone stands up for the chassan, everyone stands up for the kala. What kind of minig is this? In Europe, we never did. Of course, they never, they didn't do, do the walk down either. But, but in Europe, we never had such a thing. What is this standing up? So the other Rosh Hashiva says, no, what are you talking about? There's a chasen daimelamelech, and he's being Isaac b'mitzvah, was standing up for the one who's being Isaac b'mitzvah. So they, <coughs> they notice this mashgiach behind them. They turn around to the mashgiach, and they say, so what do you think? So he says, listen, I have no idea. I don't know. I just want to tell you one thing. In today's day and age, for a young boy and a young girl to be walking down the aisle and attempting to build a bias neman be Israel, in today's day and age, that alone is reason to stand up for them. I want that guy as a mashgiach in my son's yeshiva. That's us. We're the, I say, that's us. It's you, and it's the person sitting next to you, on the right side and on the left side. <coughs> that's us. 
we're that special chevra. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's special chevra. Trying to live with a little sanity in an insane world. How could we not see the lichtekeit in each other? How could we not see the beauty in each other? How could we not see the toiv and the mesiris nefesh and the trying in each other? How could we allow ourselves to get distracted by what ultimately, ultimately, as important as it seems at the time, boils down to, excuse me, absolute nonsense? We're beautiful people, all of us. We're here. What, what are you doing here? We're worrying about the Yom Adin. We're thinking about our Ruchnias. We're concerned about our Mishpachas. We're trying to be close to Hashem. We are trying to be close to Hashem. What more do we need to have unlimited respect for each other? We're all the person that that Mashgiach said that we should stand up for. It shouldn't even be a challenge to be done as chaveri l'kafzos, l'fikach done in oisem and ashamayim l'kafzos. Some people are born with an iron tove. Some people naturally look at people and love them. And just see the mylas. And the person could be any stage in life, any type of person. And they'll just meet the person and just love them. There are people like that. Some of us, myself included, were not born that way. And naturally, we're inclined to criticize and to critique some of us even think it's a mila that we could critique. I could chap. The mila. I, I could I, I could see. I see the... I'm a smart guy. I'm not stam one of these guys. I, I see everyone's chisarim. The Altaf in Slabotka became Ashgiach in Slabotka. Rav Leuchter told this to me. After he was there for six months, somebody asked him how it's going to be mashgiach. He said, I already know all the Bachram's milas. Some of them, I'm already here long enough to know their chisreinus. There was nobody smarter than the Alta von Slabotka. None of us could claim to understand a personality and a mida and a oymik of a person's character and where it's coming from and all of that other stuff like the Alta von Slabotka did. Nobody. But when he looked at his Talmidim, the agenda was to find the Milas. That's how he's going to be Matzliach with them. What are the Milas? I look at my Talmidim. What do they bring to the table to help them grow? The Chesroinus, that's a secondary thing. So if we don't have the Mida, then we have something to work on. And what is Chesed is to work on it and to be able to reframe to be able to see someone and to be able to not be so smart about everybody. I don't have to be such a chacham that I could see everyone's chesroinus. I could, I could afford to use my seichel and my sharfkeit for other things, like to see other people's milas. There are ge'oinim in seeing milas. There are people that will tell you milas about people you cannot believe, that you just can't believe how they came up with it. Not because they're such tzaddikim, because they're such chachamim. Because they're right. Because, 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 
Because there's a chelik alikami malin there. Because every one of us is an unbelievable, unbelievable over Hashem at the core. They're right. The chacham that's able to look at someone and say, what a shayna yid. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, you obviously don't know the guy. That guy that's able to say, what a shayna yid, what a beautiful yid. The person that's able to do that, that person is seeing the emes. That person is done in oisayim and ashamayim l'kaf That person has that midah of ayin toiv. He can look and he can discern the emes. The midah of ayin toiv is not a midah of stupidity. It's a midah, it's a midah of tremendous seichel. And a little vatranus. And a little being able to take myself out of the picture. And being able to see someone for who they are in their place. Maisim that they did, the person himself, what a nifladik, a beautiful yid. That's how we are going to go into Yom Kippur. We're going to look around us by Kol Nidre. And we're going to see that one after the next, every precious yid, that's by every single seat in our base Medrash, is such a beautiful yid. And we're going to be done as, as kol ha'adam l'kavs chos. We're going to look at the person and we're going to look around and we're just going to see goodness. We're going to see the real goodness. And we're going to feel so me'ushar, so fortunate, so wealthy, so gratified to have this chos to sit in a room with so many unbelievably beautiful people. And in that tzuchus, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will look at us that way. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu could see, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is very clever also. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will look at all of our mumim and our blemishes and our mistakes. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will say, that's not what's important. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will see the beautiful Yid that we are. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us the Ha'oras Panim, the Lichtikait of being geyser upon this Kehillah as a whole, and every single one of us, and our families, and our spouses, and our children, Chaim, Bracha, Sholem, Parnasa. We should have the clarity to be able to serve Him properly. We should have the cleverness to be able to be able to live ba'achdus with one another. And we should be able to feel a sense of unity and wealth and, and just a tremendous, tremendous sense of being one, one person, one kehila, ke'ish echad, belev echad, all of us with different, all of us serving as a different aver in that guf that's serving the bayreyaylam and together We should have this chus that Tzaras should be eradicated from Klal Yisrael. And we should have this chus to greet Mashiach to Kenu together as a, not just something we say at the end of a drasha, but it should be our reality that we should sit and have a tshuva drasha. We'll try to do it on Shabbos next year. To have a tshuva drasha in Eretz Yisrael.
having banished so much of the chazarai, the narishkai, the difficulties of this world, living, learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, and sitting and having a tshuva drasha, that the subject of the drasha is, we're so close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how can we get even closer? You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.